Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the WBR Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a good day today. Uh, you know what? Uh, first of all, most of you joining today, if you've been uh, regular listeners with us, and thank you again for that. We always appreciate it. Love your feedback. Thank you for your loyalty. Uh, we got a great group here that tends to call in and listen pretty call in tends to uh, listen to our podcast fairly often. Um, but you're probably not expecting to hear me on the, the cast today, are you? Because Tyler, for whatever reason, we've been doing these podcasts now for years. Whenever there's a big sell-off, Tyler winds up doing the podcast that day. We alternate every day. And he always winds up getting the big sell-offs. So we're, uh, we, the observation we'll make about that is, okay, maybe, maybe the cycle's turned or maybe it was just like flipping a coin the whole time. Or Monday's really going to be bad because then Tyler gets the really bad day. And, uh, yeah, I kind of think that could happen, folks. We are, um, you've been joining us here. Again, we said two weeks ago uh, that um, we would know. We, we said the next two weeks are key, and we'd know for sure whether or not this is a bear market. And there's no, there, there, there really is, there's no lack of certainty about that. This is a bear market. We are in a bear market. The Fed is now our enemy, not our friend. Investors are fighting the Fed. As they hike rates, try to fight inflation today, again, the, the Fed's favorite inflation gauge came back with the highest reading since 1982. Uh, energy up 31%, food up 9.7%. That's in March, folks. Uh, and, uh, you know, they all want to say it's peaking or we've hit peak inflation. And hope, we all hope we have. The problem there that we've talked about here a lot that almost no one seems to be talking about is what if it doesn't go down? What if it what if it doesn't go higher? But what if it stays here? Because right now, folks, we're sitting at fifteen to twenty percent inflation. We all know that. We all know that. You could say, well, you know, it's not it, it, the the they all the, all the CPI and the PPI say we're eight to eleven percent. But we know the reality, don't we? Again, energy thirty one percent, food ten percent. Utility, energy, everything we have to buy is so much more. So that's what the Fed's really fighting. And the problem is, is that if it stays extended, what do they, what tools do they have at their disposal? Because they're, they they're certainly aren't going to do what Paul Volcker did in 1981, which is hike the Fed funds rate to 20%. They can't do that. They, they would need to hike the Fed funds rate to at least 10% now uh, to stop inflation tracks. They can't do that. So they're trying everything else. They're letting the dollar soar. Again, that, that, that puts pressure on commodities, although it didn't today, did it? You look at oil. And, of course, job voting it to death and talking about aggressive rate hikes. Not that they've done it yet. But, you know, again, the May meeting, which is now we're today's last day of April, so that, that should be the May meeting at least a half point. It should be three-quarters of a point. They should do a full point. If the Fed hiked rates by a full point at their May meeting in a couple weeks, the markets would at least think they're serious. But, you know, again, then they're talking about surprising the market to the downside. The markets don't like surprises. So, anyway, that, that's, we'll, we'll cover that when it gets here. But two weeks have gone, coming on. This is the bear market. Now, and we have stagflation. This is the very definition of stagflation. The Fed's trapped. The bears are in control. And they will continue to sell rallies. So, bear market rallies will be sold into and shorted into. Until, until we have a capitulation event. This is what we've been talking about. Tyler went through his podcast yesterday. This is the game plan we've been walking you through. 
And it's, 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 it's happening almost exactly as it's kind of textbook. That's what we've been talking about. This is a textbook sell-off. But until we have a capitulation event, which we think is fast approaching, you'll, you'll, I'll reference this throughout the podcast today. Well, we, we've been writing this up fairly regularly. We need a capitulation event, which is t- a classic Monday morning brutal sell-off could give us that. And then set us up for a turnaround Tuesday, which used to be a real thing. It used to happen all the time back in the day. Still does. As they still call it that. But it used to happen regularly. But we're so oversold now. You know, if you look at your charts and our VRA momentum oscillators, especially like in NASDAQ and the Qs, the NASDAQ 100, you know, they're already at extreme oversold on stochastics and a couple of other metrics, uh, oscillators we look at. They're already at extreme oversold. So it is setting up for a classic capitulation Monday if we get it. And of course, today's move lower is going to make a lot of people nervous over the weekend. We, we could have that Monday morning. We would be buyers into that. I'll make that very clear. Because bear market rallies rip your face off. Bear market, bear market moves higher are, are much, much bigger, faster, and stronger than even in bull markets. They happen quick. I think yesterday people thought, okay, that we're, we're about to get that. And it looked like it, right? Dow Jones up 600 yesterday, really good day. SMI's up big, NASDAQ, all, all, it all looked good. And again, as Tyler covered, we got their earnings today, Amazon and Apple, and uh, we know what happens. If you don't, Amazon today finishing down 14%. 14%. They lost money for the first, lost like $4 billion, lost money for the first time in a long time. I think I saw it's the worst since the, 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 the dot-com top. Uh, 2001. This is the, the the worst quarter, I guess they'd had based on uh, earnings metrics. Uh, speaking of Amazon, since 2001. Again, down 14% today. Apple, which beat on the top and bottom line, and uh, announced you know big dividend hike, etc. A lot of money going back to shareholders. Still, stock couldn't hold gains. Finishing down today, three and a half percent. We covered a lot here. It's one of the things that my, my first mentor, Ted Parsons, rest in peace, Ted, taught me as a, a young broker at Underwood Newhouse here in Houston, that it's not the news that matters, it's the market's reaction to that news. And that's exactly what we're seeing. So now, in addition to all the other headwinds we have, we've got the, the, the quarter headwind, which is earnings get announced, and it doesn't matter if you beat, your stock is going to go lower. Okay? We saw it first with Tesla, big beat. Stock, stock rallied big time, right? Lasted about a day, and then it's been straight downhill. And now it's happening to company after company after company. Caterpillar announced great earnings. Stock got hit. So, again, now Apple and Amazon. Obviously, we saw Netflix kind of set the tone for this for this quarter. Um, Got to tell you, it's kind of refreshing, isn't it? I, it? Just on a personal note, now that I've been banned from Twitter, you know, I, I maybe I'm a little, still a little, my nerves are still a little raw on that. But I got to say, Disney in seven months is down 40%. Netflix down 70% in four months, right? Uh, and uh, there's another one we talk about. Oh, of course, again, Facebook destroyed as well. Get woke and go broke, folks. There's, there's always a silver lining, isn't there? And the silver lining, as far as I'm concerned, for America, uh, kind of a longer-term, big-picture macro comment, is get woke and go broke is happening. Americans 
And I'm not talking about conservatives, liberal. I'm talking Americans, just people that love our country and that don't want to see our kids groomed and don't want to see the southern border wide open, right? And don't want to see us giving all our money to Ukraine. Okay? We have all these problems here. And don't want to preach to us about how racist we are. Oh, you're racist, 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 racist. You know? America is the best country on the planet. It's not a close second. We all know that. That's how we feel. It's only this uh, small, communist, America-hating segment of the country that hates where they live. Move. We'll, we'll buy your one-way ticket. Leave. Because that's what we're doing right now with these woke companies. One by one, we're taking our money. We're not shopping with you. Your earnings are reflecting it. Your share price is the advanced indicator, right? The discounting mechanism of what's about to happen to their earnings. And so we see it, right? Right in front of us now. Earnings and share prices being destroyed for these get woke and go broke companies. That is a great silver lining, folks. It means we are red pilling our country. We're, we're taking our country back. This is how it starts. This is it. You see the, the bold comments Elon Musk is making at Twitter and love him or hate him, right? Uh, controlled opposition or not. He's at least been saying the right things and he has for a long time. You know, he's, I think he's more good than bad. We're, we're pretty big fans of his here from a, uh, uh, I don't know, from a, a point of view of he's a, he's a winner. But bottom line is, you know, with the bear market, until we get true capitulation, I don't believe there will be a big bear market rally. It'll be more little ones. But we are, we are setting up for a big one. Here's what we happened today. Uh, uh, first of all, the, you know, the quarter just ended. I mean, see, the month just ended, month of uh, April. Last trading day today. And um, check this out. This is ugly. The SP 500 just had its worst year since ni- start of the year since 1942. Worst year for the SP 500 since 1942, down for the first four months of the year, down 13.3%. That's pretty bad. But listen to this one. NASDAQ, I think this is the worst start to the year in 20-some-odd years for NASDAQ. So that would be going back to the, you know, the dot-com time, dot-bomb. NASDAQ for the first four months of the year is down 21%. It's a bear market in, a qu- in, five, in four months for NASDAQ. And, of course, it's, it's down you know, more than that going back into last year. But, again, these charts, you look at them. You know, we're reaching the level of extreme oversold that says a big move higher in the other direction is nearing. Don't get ahead of ourselves. I'm not calling a bottom. But we are setting our people up here for that opportunity to, to make money. on Because we're going to trade. We're aggressively trading this, this move. We're doing it here with volatility. Uh, 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 instruments, VIX, for example. Uh, some of those byproducts. And, of course, we have, you know, I think really good exposure to the right companies and the right sectors. So it gives us protection. But there's going to be a, good, a great counter trade coming up here, folks. And if you want to uh, come check us out, come do it for two free weeks. Join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. By the way, the trend, the arms index today closed at better than a two. Now, that is interesting. That gets my attention. Anything over two means you're nearing a bottom. So we're starting to see these signs. AAI sentiment survey, you know, uh, uh, just came out on Wednesday night. 
what, 15.9% bulls to 59% bears. <laughs> That's the worst reading for bearish levels uh, since, um, what was that? I got my memory's escaping me now. Come on, Kip. Uh, I know it's one of the worst ever, but you got to go back to, um, oh, March of 2009. That's the biggest percentage of bears since March 2009, which was the bottom for the financial crisis. Now, to be clear, it was, a, it was like 80% bears. It was just ridiculous, right? We, we, I, remember, I remember that well because we, we were buyers on that news uh, that the banks had been given the ability to uh, stop using mark-to-market accounting. That's, that, that, that was the bottom. That, that marked the floor, that announcement by the Fed, that banks no longer had to value their assets according to what they were worth. They could just price them whatever they wanted to. That's literally what they did. And that put a floor under the markets like that. And then the market screamed higher. But at the same time, again, that the AI survey was that high. And the, the, you know, sentiment had just reached such various levels. Now, we're not there yet for sentiment uh, on the other sentiment surveys. But we are getting there. After today, we'll see what happens next week. Okay. Market today. Uh, everything essentially at the lows of the day. Uh, the, the, I, the Dow looked like it was going to close down more than 1,000. It, it rallied 40 points at the close uh, to finish the night, down 939 points. That's uh, down 2.7%. But listen to this pro- progression, okay? It's the exact progression, the exact pro- progression textbook that says this move lower is not done yet, or at least in short term. Because the Dow was down 2.7%. S&P 500 was down 3.6%. This is the way it's supposed to work in, in, a, in, a, in a textbook bear market action. NASDAQ, okay, again, S&P 500 down 3.6. NASDAQ down 4.17%, down 536 points, all right? New lows. Those, those, those March 24th lows, the February 24th, first shots fired lows from the war with Russia Ukraine starting, those, those, those are gone, except... They've still, they're still in place, by the way, for SP of 100 and Dow Jones. They're still holding above those levels. Not by much, but they're still there. But not for NASDAQ, not for the Qs, not for the semis. They've all broken to new lows today. And they, they actually had done it earlier, but again, new, newer, newer lows today. And then semis, again, NASDAQ down 4.1%. Semis today, uh, let me quick check again, make sure I get this right. Semis down uh, 4.3%. So again, it's that progression. You know, semis leading NASDAQ, NASDAQ leading the broad market. That's, this is, this is, again, I'm just sorry. I don't mean to focus on too much, but this, it's just textbook. If you're a technical guy, you like to watch the internals, that's textbook action that tells you the market's not done going lower yet until that changes. I want to see capitulation in volume. I want to see volume really spike in the Qs and the NASDAQ. And uh, let me just give you, let me just check that real quick. So I wrote that up today. I want to see what the close was. I didn't check the volume. Again, we're just not seeing it. Volume was lower today than it was yesterday and the day before. So we've yet to see capitulation happen. But I think Monday could be that day. If not Tuesday, we're right there. We are right there. Monday also, of course, as Tyler reminded me, marks the beginning of a new month, which means cash uh, incoming fund flows, right? 401ks. Uh, you know, retirement funds, all that, all that buying. So that, again, Monday could give us a really good capitulation if we get it and, uh, and give us a good rally. But again, until, until this bear market's over, they're all bear market rallies. We are in a bear market. That's just the way it is.
Uh, it's been a long time since we've said those words until the last couple of weeks. I'll tell you that. Okay, um, let's take a look at. Uh, I've got a lot of notes here. What else? Uh, all right, internals. Um, 80 in our uh, 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 volume wise. Let me quick refresh. Yeah. Okay, volume came in for um, NYSE uh, down 86%. So this week we had an 89% and an 86% down volume day. Uh, again, these are very close to capitulation level readings. They are. Better than 90%. You can say we already had it. Just not quite there. NASDAQ, 79% down volume day. Again, big, not, 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 not quite big enough for capitulation. Uh, our advanced decline, uh, NYSE was uh, 5 to 1. Oh, sorry, sorry uh, 4 to 1. Uh, 4 to 1 negative. NASDAQ, uh, better. NASDAQ was, even with these big losses today, NASDAQ was just 3 to 1 negative on advanced decline. As our uh, advanced, uh, excuse me, new 52 high low came in at uh, just 59 stocks, hitting new 52 week highs to 884, hitting new 52 week lows. So again, these readings are actually better than they were yesterday when the Dow was up 600. We had 1,200 stocks, I think, we uh, last the last two days before today, we'd had more than 1,000 stocks Hitting new 52-week lows. Today was a little improvement. So, again, you know what we're looking for. We want to see capitulation. And it'll set us up for a really good bear market rally. But until then, again, the same song. We're well below the 200-day moving averages. It, this is intentional destruction from the Biden administration. I talked to Wayne just for this podcast. Wayne Root, my great friend, had me on the show last night. And... Uh, his title of his article for this week in a syndicated column across the country uh, and around the world is the O'Biden Depression. Wayne is, uh, Wayne is much more pessimistic than I am. But, you know, he sees these, these, uh, these evildoers for what they are, which is they're communists. They're trying to destroy America intentionally. The World Economic Forum has always wanted this is what their game plan is. You know, tear it all down. Nobody owns anything. Right, we all we all work for the state, and again, that's a communist. Everybody's dependent and desperate on the government. That that was really that was what Rona was. You know, that was that was what the pandemic was, snapshot of what they want to see full time. We got to keep fighting back, folks, because we're getting red pilled. People are waking up, but they're going for the jugular. They are going for the jugular, and we got to keep doing our part uh, to make sure it doesn't happen. I like our chances. I like our chances a lot. They're so dramatically outnumbered, you know. It's it's uh, it's at least nine to one, and I think it's probably a lot more than that as far as good versus evil. Uh, but boy, the evil the evil doers, you know, these uh, communists are taking down our system. Boy, they uh, they have a playbook, you know, and they're executing. And so we just gotta we gotta we gotta catch up to that and start anticipating. And we don't we just don't have those people in in Congress. We don't have them in D.C. because they're all part of most are part of the Uniparty. And that's what's most depressing is we've got we had a clean house. How do you do that with the rig system? That's the problem, of course. We've done that for a long time. We've certainly done it since 2020 and the rig presidential election then. In our sector watch today, all 11 sectors finished lower. Uh, Led the downside by consumer discretionary got down 5.9 percent. That's a, that's a bet. I don't remember seeing. I we haven't seen that. It's been at least been March of 2020. That's a big hit today. Real estate down 4.9%. That's a bunch of REITs. Technology down 4.4%. Uh, 
Uh, there are no winners today. Uh, everything was down 2% plus. All right. In our uh, commodity watch today, we had um, uh, gold today. Again, you know, uh, the dollar's been so strong. You know, the dollar's trading it uh, essentially, you know, you could you could say legitimately the dollar's trading at you know, multi-decade highs. It's had spike highs higher, but again, that's one of the tools the Fed is using. And of course, there's a great demand for dollars because of what's happening. This is global dislocation. We're seeing global dislocation. This is this is an ugly setup, but that's what intentional destruction does. But this is big time bullish for gold. Yeah, it's been hit short term, but folks, this is this is this is why you own gold and silver. This exact environment. Yeah, it's manipulated. They use price suppression, price suppression schemes. They have for a long time, but you know manipulation fails in the end. It just always does. These gold and silver are going to have monster moves. I don't know when, but I know you want to own them and you want to keep buying physical gold and silver and the miners. A reminder, during the Great Depression, which Wayne says we're going into, guess what the number one performing investment was during that period, we'll call it 1930 to 1938, in that, that eight to 10-year window? Homestake Mines. Homestake Mines was up, right with special dividends included, they used to, it was different than they paid out almost like REITs. They paid out the, the miners and, and inter- they paid out big, big dividends. But the total return for that eight-year period was like 180%. But I don't think that included it – was, it was – we'll call it 180 to 250% mines was the number one performing stock of that period. And, of course, you know, gold and silver did quite well. Uh, of course, it was it – was, uh, they, 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 they took it all. But, uh, you know, most people wouldn't give it up, of course. Gold today. At five dollars an ounce at eighteen ninety seven, silver down forty cents an ounce. Of course, industrial metal still great buy, great buy here at twenty two seventy eight. Copper down five cents a pound, back to four thirty eight a pound. Oil today again, you know, uh, there's not much they can do. You can you can you can you can make the dollar soar if you want to, and try to hit inflation based assets, you know, U.S. dollar based assets and commodities all you want to. But the supply demand picture of oil, unless we are going into a depression, even probably even if we do, uh, oil is at least going to stay elevated. 147 today, down 88 cents a barrel. That's it. Uh, but you know, again, you look at the at the at the at the at the other side of that coin, and that's XLE. The energy ETF was down 2.4 percent today. So the underlying this is a this is always a problem, folks, for underlying stocks. People go, wait a minute, oil was flat, gold was up. Why, why were GDX, the minor ETF, and, and, and XLE both down more than 1%? Because they are stocks at the end of the day. And so that's, that's just the reality of it. But still, you know, you wanna, I think these are the groups that, that if you're going to own stocks, own these groups. Uh, uh, global commodity super cycle in place. It's got another three and a half years minimum to run. You keep buying these groups. And use these pullbacks to do so. Finally, Bitcoin down, uh, you know, this is an environment where you'd like to see Bitcoin hold up better. But frankly, it's been tracking the NASDAQ for so long. You, you overlay the chart and you really don't see a whole lot of disparity between Bitcoin and NASDAQ. And that's not really, that's not the promise of Bitcoin, is it? As you know, we uh, got a lot, I love Bitcoin long term, but it's, it's in the bear market. Uh, I absolutely want to own gold and silver more than Bitcoin, and that's been our call for some time. 
Uh, Bitcoin today down 1439 at 38,523 last trade. Folks, listen, uh, we had better news report today, but it is what it is. Every sell-off produces a great buying opportunity, and this is why we, right, this is why we keep cash. It's why we diversify, because you get these great opportunities coming up. And whether it's a capitulation event that gives us a great trade, or the bottom of this bear market that sets up the next big bull market, right? And I've been saying this, I'm going to say it again, I'll wrap with this. Everything happens faster now, doesn't it? Think about all the big declines we've had. My God, think about the decline we had from, from coronavirus, right? The, the decline we had in the December uh, uh, 2014 sell, uh, 18 sell-off with uh, the Fed hiking rates eight straight times under Trump, right? Worst, worst fourth quarter since the Great Depression. They all happen fast. I don't believe we're in an, an environment anymore where bear markets are going to last years. And that's, you know, a uh, bear market typically is going to last 18 months or so. I don't think that's the case anymore. Everything happens so much fast. The speed of information, speed of technology, the speed of events, everything has changed. And I think this is going to be a fast and, yes, probably a brutal bear market. But I think it's going to be over pretty quickly. And so we all need to have our thinking caps on and be ready uh, for those big buying opportunities. All right, folks, that's it. Again, hope you have a great weekend. We'll see what happens next week. as we get our capitulation event for a really good bear market uh, rally trade. Uh, if not, we'll be prepared either way. Have a great week- weekend, folks. Always appreciate you listening. We'll see you back here again Monday after the close.